Welcome back, guys and girls. My name is Travis Stowe, your host of the Muddy Shoe Podcast, and you're listening to episode 10. It's actually pretty exciting to actually say episode 10. That's 10 episodes in on this new podcast, and I'm pretty excited about that. And for the next few weeks, as you'll probably know, that the next podcast are basically going to be focusing on the CrossFit Open. We just completed last week the 17.1, which means year 2017, one being it was the first of the open workouts. This week, I'm going to talk about 17.2, which is year 2017, and the second workout on the CrossFit Open. You get the point. But there's a total of five weeks that they have for the CrossFit Open. Each week, we're going to discuss what it was like personally and if I happen to have some guests on then we'll probably chit chat or back and forth and banter on different ideas and maybe what we failed at what we should be doing better at and who knows we'll let it go it's basically gonna be open mic I uh, hope it's gonna be fun these are short episodes but again these are gonna be just recaps of the next few weeks for the CrossFit Open this episode I'm really excited to be able to bring a couple buddies of mine people I've met at CrossFit their names are Jason Bramblett and Andy Smith, and I have had the pleasure of knowing them for almost a year now since I've been going to CrossFit Winder. What's funny is that we have this the saying going around at the gym, somehow we become classified as the wolf pack, and hey, I'm totally accepting it. I like it, I think it's great. In fact, you know, before I bring them on, I'm gonna play a little clip that I ripped from the movie The Hangover. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Here we go. I'd like to say something that prepared tonight all right Alan. hello how about that ride in i guess that's why they call it sin city <laughs> you guys might not know this but i consider myself a bit of a loner i tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack but when my sister brought doug home i knew he was one of my own and my wolf pack it grew by one so were there two of us there were two of us in the wolf pack i was alone first in the pack and then doug joined in later and six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure, I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. All right. All right. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. So tonight, I make a toast. Oh, what? What do you got there? Oh, yeah. oh, 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 What is that? Blood Brothers. <laughs> uh, Blood Brothers. Yeah. So, okay. So Andy and Jason and I, we, we don't have four people in our technically, you know, quote unquote, uh, wolf pack. But, you know, over the last year, we have created a pretty cool friendship and the, the camaraderie, the things that we talk about. You know, the cool part is that we have a great time. It's been fun so far. And this challenge has been great with the CrossFit Open. But let's get them on here. <laughs> First off, awesome that you both decided to come on the show. Say hello to the entire world of three, maybe four people. <laughs> Hopefully the ones that hello are listening. Hello to the entire world of three, maybe four people. Definitely, definitely two guys with a with a face for a podcast. Three. <laughs> Your guest tonight. That's why I'm doing podcasts. I don't, I don't do video yet because I think I literally have the face for video. Or excuse me, face for audio. Podcasting. God, I'm so tired. I've been fasting for almost 48 hours. I'm a little tired. <laughs> I like how you threw that plug in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
So honestly, the whole purpose of why I wanted to kind of talk about this one is one, both of you had a little bit of a uh, outcry and a wine fest when you found out I didn't talk about you on the last podcast. So I figured why not bring you on and let you actually have your shine of 15 seconds. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is, uh, I'm truly blessed to be a part of the <laughs> podcast. Yes, the first plug. This first person has ever said that. Well, you told him to say that, Travis. I did not. That was it's all written of... on my paper of things I should say, so I didn't know. Hey, hey shh, shh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, the uh, the whole thing about this episode was about the 17.2, getting into the idea of what it was like, what you felt you did well at, what you think you probably screwed up on, and what you want to do better on. But before we really get into it, no one really knows who both of you are. And I thought maybe just a quick blurb, if you could have you know, maybe 10 seconds or so to kind of explain who you are and uh, you know your deepest, darkest dreams and uh, aspirations and life and all things like that. But uh, just kind of quickly say, hey, who you are, and um, that's about it. Let's start with Andy. I want Jason to go first, age before beauty. Okay, that works. <laughs> how about, how about age and beauty? <laughs> okay, ten, Jason in 10 seconds. Uh, Jason Bramlett from Winder, Georgia, 44-year-old. Uh, father, husband, try to be fit and active, uh, golf coach, high school golf coach. That, that's about it. And Andy. Uh, Andy Smith. I do things and stuff for the government. Uh, I just basically do uh, CrossFit and, and try to stay in the gym as much as possible, uh, focusing mostly on functional strength and things like that. And, uh, you know, the older you get, the less mobility you have. So I, I like to work on mobility and strength as much as I can. Well said. You know, it's interesting. We've all, I think, Andy, you've been at the, the, the one gym that we've gone to um, probably the longest, I believe. And then I came on board and then Jason came on board pretty much right after that. So we've kind of been all together for almost a year now. And um, it's surprising how quickly things have merged from just like when we first met each other, you know, few talks here and there. And then finally, over a period of time, we've actually seemed to create a pretty cool friendship. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I, right I, yeah, I definitely, you know, struggling with people kind of brings you closer. Uh, my background in the military, some of my closest friends I've ever had, you know, they're always built in struggles. And, and you guys always know me, I'm struggling during class. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's that's honestly my favorite part of, of, of CrossFit, why I love going to the gym now. I mean, no, you always say after a workout, you know, that was fun. For yeah. me personally, it's not fun. <laughs> really? Getting in there and sweating and literally killing yourself is not fun. But having someone do it beside you, having guys to cut up with and have a good time with and, and guys pushing you, I mean, I've come further probably, not probably, I've come further along in my health and fitness uh, in the past just just by working out with you guys. And I did probably the first five or six years combined because I was doing it by myself. Uh, when you got someone there helping you and pushing you, it, it makes a difference. That's probably the only reason why I really came into CrossFit. I mean, I, I did regular gym, standard workouts for years, and I got bored. I mean, it was so tiring when everybody puts the headphones on. They never talk. Don't talk to me. I'm doing my stuff. I'm getting my stuff done, and they're gone. And that got boring. And I mean, I, I literally stopped working out for an entire year just because I got so tired of it and finally got into the CrossFit and it's a night and day difference. And you know, those people say when you get into CrossFit, the, it becomes like this culture, this cult factor. And they made those memes and all those joking videos uh, making fun of it. But 
it really is when you get into it. It's, it's kind of a whole community that you just you immerse your life in. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, you mess around, you end up becoming a cult fitter. So <laughs> I mean, but but there's there's something definitely to be said when you when you got people showing up there, and and if you don't show up, as as shown by our tech sometimes, uh, there's an accountability to that. Uh, you know, if you don't if you don't show up, you get ragged and stuff like that, and that that lets you know that that tells you that hey. You know, somebody knows you weren't there and they wanted you to be there and they wanted you to suffer with them and, you know, and j- laugh and joke. And, and uh, I, 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 that's probably my favorite thing about it. Absolutely. Well, kind of bringing it right around to where now we're in the CrossFit Open. We're in the second week, 17.2. And do you by chance remember what it was? I mean, it was just a few days ago, but do you remember what the workout was? Of course. How can you forget? <laughs> Well, I pulled I, it up. Uh, I've actually purged it. I, I purged it. I purged it from my memory. Well, yeah, there's a, a personal reason for that, but uh, it yep. was a rough walking one. Walking lunges, walking lunges, high hanging knee raises, cleans, and jumping pull-ups. And it was not easy. No, nothing easy about it. How many rounds did each person get? I was in my, I had just started my sixth round. Six rounds. We're, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna call mine five-ish. Five-ish? <laughs> And he had, and he had just started his six too, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I was I was closing in on my sixth round, and uh, after yeah. I made my little mistake. Yeah, that really does suck. I mean, you didn't even really get a chance to retake the uh, 17.2. A lot of people do. It's just that you happened to be out of town and was unable to come back in time to redo it. So the points do suck, but it was still a great workout nonetheless. What do you think? Because we went in. A few days beforehand, we did a rom wad. We kind of got loosened up. But do you felt like you were prepped and ready for the 17.2, the week leading up? I think uh, mentally, yes. I was definitely prepared after the first week. Um, I mean, I had to get my mind right after the first week. You know, I wanted to quit the first week. But physically, I don't know that we're ever ready, honestly. I, I think I think it, it, sounds, it sounds strange, but uh, the second go-round, I was much – more relaxed I, I took it at a totally different mindset than the first time obviously i should have taken it a bit serious <laughs> uh, more serious but uh i, I just uh, the night before I, I just didn't sweat it as much i didn't worry about it as much tried to get a good night's sleep came in there knew i was going to get to work out with the pros and just just took it as that as another just another workout well, you know andy your first time you did a 17.1 you did it on a saturday more midday and uh the second go around we did it early in the morning which do you felt like you had more energy for and uh which one do you think that you would prefer to do going into like 17.3 and definitely definitely the saturday workout the it was midday 10 at 10 o'clock i was guaranteed a good night's sleep i could get up you know, I could wake up and not, you know, wake up an hour prior to the workout. I could wake up, you know, relax a little bit, get my mind right. And, you know, there was no rush, no be there at this time. Oh, I've got to get there for 30 minutes of, to get at least, you know, 30 minutes of uh, some band work and stuff like that. Take your time stretching. Take it easy. Put your headphones in for a while. Get in your own little happy place. One of the things I do like that we were doing in the morning class uh, when we were doing the 17.1 and 2, we got to have at least a physical warm-up uh, before leading to the actual uh, the workout itself. But it seemed like on the weekends, you don't really get that much time, so it's almost like you have to take the initiative yourself where I remember walking in, and it seemed like people were just laying around waiting for it to get started, and they did not do that. Uh, but then there were a few that did, 
Um, I'm wondering if that had a lot to play in how they performed at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's two things. I got to see uh, the, the Friday prior. I got to see you guys go through it and, and see how kind of you guys war games and stuff. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's a prescribed warm-up for you guys on, on Fridays and then on Saturday. I could focus more towards my issues with shoulder mobility and things like that uh, and pay more attention to, to things like that before I just jump right into it. Uh, I could kind of warm it up my way, and because you you know you know your body better than, than anybody else, so oh, yeah. I, I could I could I could kind of focus on the things that I knew were going to be my speed bumps and stuff like that. Yeah, great. I, I I'd probably rather warm up my way. I agree with that. Okay. You know, we had the we had the weighted lunge walks, the hanging high knees, and power cleans. You know, going in we did scaled, and. One of the things I talked about, even the first one, there's RX and scaled. The idea of scaled dropping down on the weight and probably you know, having a little bit of assistance on what we're doing does not really have any effect on the actual workout itself. I mean, it, it's hard no matter what you do. You're just having a little bit less of a weight. But within this particular one, even the 35 pounds doing like those power cleans and going right into like the walking lunges. I mean, did it, was there anything that you did beforehand? Did you ever watch any shows or like YouTube videos to try to like techniques, you know, to kind of get an idea of what you could do to make it easier? I did. I didn't know if you did. I did not. Um, was very busy the night before, uh, got in bed late. So in fact, I think all I saw was the text you had sent out, like, here's the, here's the workout, you know? So I went into it kind of blind, but, but, you know, we have time in the beginning to, to work out. Uh, you know, I think I forget who it was that mentioned putting the, the weights on your behind your head instead of in your front rack. I mean, I think that was huge. That definitely helped me. Yeah. How about you, Andy? And I, I really had no issues whatsoever with the cleans. That was not the issue. The, the issues were in fact, the lunges, uh, you would think because I'm, you know, for for the listeners and stuff like that, I'm six foot five. Uh, you would think having long legs would be would be beneficial, but that's just uh, I found out really quickly. Taking long strides with more legs to move uh, and more legs, you know, you end up doing a split. You're not really doing it right. And the biggest thing that I, I tried to do it right the first time with the front rack and try to be all hardcore, but then I learned real quick. The place says, you know, basically they, they just had to be on your shoulders. So, uh, and then about halfway through, I just threw them on my shoulders, got a heck of a lot more movements. And I also kept going behind the line. So I would have to take an extra lunge every single time. And that was getting me too. Yeah. I think the, surprisingly enough, going to the very first round, I think that was a wake up call for me. Even though I watched videos the night before, I watched even the women do the first heats at RX, and it was mind boggling what they're able to accomplish. It's, but that kind of enticed me to figure out like I was watching very closely what they were doing, seeing what they could do to implement it in myself, but I did it wrong right at the very beginning. And after completing the first length, I think it was like 50 or 25 meters to turn around and come back, I was already feeling it in my shoulders, I was feeling it in my back. And I had to readjust, but um, the one of the things I think that I had the most difficult was I know we had to do the the jumping pull ups and we had the high knees. And surprisingly enough, I like doing toes to bar versus high knees. I don't know what the reason why is, but I when I was doing between those and the the jump the bar, or 
what do you call it, uh, jumping pull-ups. That obviously seems fairly simple. You just jump and you pull up. Uh, but the high knees, that was the ones I actually had the most difficult on. How about you, Andy? Maybe, maybe first. Oh, I'll go ahead, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, there was a difficulty in the high knees for me. Uh, uh, that that was, I mean, the, the the biggest difficulty for me was just keeping my mind right while I was physically mm-hmm. exhausted, and that was that was that was a, a big thing on me. That's something I pride myself on: being physically exhausted and keeping my mind right. That's where. I lost my count or, or lost what round I was in. Uh, the high knees, not an issue for me. The jumping pull-ups, really not an issue for me. Uh, maybe my lungs. <laughs> my lungs became an issue. Uh, for some reason, those lunges were just taking it out of me. They weren't a fast movement. They're not like a super cardio movement. Uh, and maybe it was a muscular endurance thing. It, it, it sucked the life out of me pretty bad. It's taxing. <laughs> I, I, was, I was done. Uh, those things, and then and then just trying to keep your mind right. You know, I made that mistake on the fifth round, and got really angry at myself. <laughs> very, very angry at myself. It's probably noted by you guys. Uh, just keeping your wits about you when you're in that in that turmoil. You know, you're you're probably at about you know 160, 150 beats per minute. You got to keep your mind about you. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Is is um, I mean, I know we're scaled. So it's not like we're slinging fifty pound dumbbells, but week one and week two. I mean, I'm not having trouble with the weights. I'm not having trouble with the movements. I'm like Andy said, I'm having trouble with my lungs. I mean, when I when I have to stop or take a, it's 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 to catch my breath literally. I mean, because I get to breathing so fast and so hard that I just can't I can't move because I can't breathe. And I have to take a couple of beats, you know, slow my breathing before I can keep going. But, I mean, I haven't had the hanging knee raises. I mean, I think both I did those, what, three times? And I did 16 straight when I did them, you know. I mean, when I did the jumping pull-ups, I think the first time around I did eight and eight. The second time around I did four sets of four, but only because I can't I can't breathe with my, hand, my arms over my head for some reason. I can't catch my breath with my arms over my head. So I've got to drop my arms a couple of breaths so I can go again but so far the weight hasn't been an issue it's been the, the cardio for me and, and it's weird it's, it's not even a it's not even a cardio in comparison to some of the stuff that we do you know uh going into you know hitting the hit workouts and stuff like that and doing sprints on you know whether it be a 400 meter sprint or a sprint on a spin bike or something like that it's just the weirdest feeling ever you can't you know it I'm known. I can I can catch my breathing back up. I can do what I refer to as tactical breathing. Four seconds in, hold for four seconds. Four seconds out. It doesn't work. You, you, your your body is screaming, screaming for air. Wait. So you're talking. That's actually something I'd, I've never heard. Of. What are you talking about? The four seconds in, four four seconds out. What is that? It, it's just kind of a. It's it's something developed. You hear a little bit of everywhere. Uh, you can you can kind of find it out on the internet. It's called tactical breathing and stuff like that. It's, is to get your heart rate and everything back in good working order. Pretty much a total, uh, it's, it's not as much a reset button, button for me. It's just to get your breathing. It's an, it's an actual four-second pull, you, and you count in your head. You hold for four seconds, and then four seconds exhale, and it kind of puts you back in your rhythm, you know, kind of like an engine jumps time. It gets your engine back in time, both, you know, physically and mentally. Uh, the more oxygen you got in going into your bloodstream, the more, to me, it feels like you kind of equal everything out mentally and physically. That's what you were telling me when we were doing that workout uh, on a Saturday. I think we were going back and forth doing crunches and uh, I forget what the word is called, but we're carrying each other. Um, 
back and forth from a distance. But I think after I was doing the deadlifts with the kettlebell right into the crunches and we went right out into the ground, you were telling me to, you know, catch my breath. I think that's what you were trying to suggest, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, it's, it's, I was like, you know, get, get your breathing and work in order. And it doesn't have to be for me, four seconds in hold for four seconds, four seconds out works. It also works with shooting. Uh, you, you never, you except you don't hold your breath, <laughs> but taking those deep breaths in and getting, you know, oxygen into your bloodstream, which fuels your eyes and, you know, you don't lose your sight picture when you shoot that way. You never hold your breath, but, but getting a good breathing is pretty much everything in the, in the shooting world. And, and in the, for, for me, any type of physical activity, you can control your breathing. Uh, and also when you can't control your breathing, your, your brain mentally starts doing really funky stuff. You start going midbrain and doing dumb things. Uh, you start going to your midbrain and, and doing dumb things like uh, repeating around or wanting to quit. I guess the one part you have to still try to break through, huh? For, well, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. I mean, that your body wants to just stop, you know. It wants to stop. And you just got to convince yourself that you can keep going, you know. We just finished the the second one. Overall, looking at your performance, do you feel like you did everything possible, regardless of the you know, the minor detail that uh, the difficulty at the end uh, for count stuff? But physically, do you feel like you gave it everything you all? No, no. I could give more. I'm convinced I can give more. Same. I mean, I thought I, I thought I would pace myself more this week, you know. And looking back at, at it, I think maybe I should have started a little faster. I don't know that it saved me anything holding holding back in the beginning. Okay. What about you, Andy? Uh, no, no. Just just going back to it, looking at it a year ago. I don't I don't think I could have performed at that at that level a year ago. Uh, and and that's the thing uh, when it comes across it, it, you you either succeed or you learn. You don't really fail at it. it you, every time you do a workout, you learn something new. It's not. It's, I, th- I think. I've always had that mantra, as long as you're learning, you're not failing. You know, you're just, you're fixing your problems. You're saying, you know, you're doing a, a self-assessment or after actions review in the military terms. And you're saying, hey, this is where I'm jacked up. This is what I got to work on. So do I think I could have done better? Absolutely. If given another opportunity, I would have gamed it a little bit different. Uh, 17.1. Uh, wow. I came out the gate. You were my, you were, you were right there next to me. I came out super fast, super hot, came out of the gate hot, and then just, you know, <laughs> wow. So so this this go-around, there was really, to me, there was no pacing to this. It was just get it knocked out. You had 12 minutes, I believe, to just, just throw it all out there on the line and, and you know, <laughs> break, break yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, don't, I don't think, I think I probably could have done a little bit better, uh, but nothing to write home about. Well, thinking about going in, we obviously don't really know what's going to happen for the the one coming this Friday. There are people, or there are assumptions. We've this week you've been doing a lot of running. Um, seems like a lot of running, getting up to it. So I'm wondering if we're going to have running within this one. Uh, but what do you think you're going to try to prep to get prepared for for either Friday or Saturday? Like, what are you going to do this time around that maybe make a difference, Andy? Well, you know. Yet again, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it on Saturday this go around, and I'm gonna get there early, and and focus on at that time I I will know what's going on, and focus a little bit more on you know proper stretching and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's gotta happen. <laughs> uh, Friday Friday was brutal to me. That that was absolutely brutal to me. Uh, 
if, if I can get time to myself and stretch out what I want. If it's running, I'm okay with running. Uh, I can actually catch my breath while running. Uh, I, I'm good with that. Some people lose their breath running. That's, that's yet again, that's a time for me to slow down and, and get back into my, my rhythm and my breath and stuff like that. And I, I think I'll be all right. What about you, Jason? Me, me personally, I guess the thing different that I want to do or like to do this week is I, I want someone right there beside me judging me, you know, telling me this is next, this is what's next, and someone basically encouraging me, cheering me on, telling me not to quit, move faster, <laughs> don't stop, you know. Uh, I, I mean, you want I, the, I do you want the sergeant yelling at you. You want to make sure you have someone yes. keeping you all the way, even I, though I, even I though you wanna, say you are you don't like authority. What what do, what do you know? I happen to know a sergeant that's going to be there Friday <laughs> that in fact can do such a thing. Uh, and yes, I just I know I know a guy. I know a guy. I'm just saying. I mean, I you know, like I said in week one. I mean, I had I had given up. I had decided I was going to quit. I had two minutes left and 15 burpees to go. And I had told myself, I'm going to do about four of these burpees. And and you two guys just got in my ear there and wouldn't let me quit. And at about six burpees in, I found something. You know, I don't know where it came from, but I found something and knocked those next nine out in about 30 seconds. You oh, know? yeah. <laughs> it and, was uh, freaking amazing so seeing I just, that. I, I mean, I just want – I mean, I was going faster to him than I was at the beginning, you know. And – uh so I, I, I feel like I'll do better if I don't have to think. I got somebody going, this is what's next. If I don't have to think. And somebody, you know, basically on me going, don't you quit. Don't you slow down, you know. I think I'll do my – that's my goal for this week anyway. That's awesome. All right. Well, I know that's Friday. Um, Jason and I are going to be doing – it's going to be awesome that, Andy, that you're going to be there and pushing us along, which is good. Uh, and then Saturday, we will do our very best to be there for you and push you along just the same. Make sure you achieve it and uh, knock it out. Thinking about, like we were talking earlier, it's been a year. And everything that we've progressed through when it comes to the the workouts, the fitness, either when it came strength training or if it was just the standard routines were three basic movements over and over and over again. Where do you think you would have been a year ago or now if you weren't part of CrossFit, either or, anyone. Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm 44, almost 45, and I'm argue, arguably in the best shape I've been in since probably my teens. Um, you know, I've been working out for probably seven or eight years, but it's it's just been slinging weights around. Um, since I started CrossFit, uh, I mean, I have – I have a lot of it's nutrition that has helped, but I've lost um, 23 pounds, I guess, put on muscle. I've dropped my body percent fat from, I want to say, 25% to 13.7%. Nice. Um, and it's not just getting in there doing the CrossFit moves. You know, it, it's it's kind of a snowball effect. You know, once, once one thing starts going, then you get this in line, you get that in line, and and uh i mean i'm had i not chosen actually i didn't choose to do crossfit i thought it was a cult um <laughs> so did i my wife signed me my wife started it and said oh you'll love this and i said no it's a cult those people are crazy so she went and signed me up for it and i'm glad she did because i mean it's literally changed my life i mean my health and and health and fitness now is a much bigger part of 
mine and my wife's life than than it used to be for sure. Would you say you know sometimes where if someone goes like for a holiday or a present, you never want to give your sibling uh, significant other a a gym membership because you're thinking like what are you trying to say? But in your cases, it was probably the best decision for what she did for you and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was already in the gym, you know, I was just doing other things, but her signing me up for CrossFit because she started it. And then when she got in CrossFit, she loved it. And she said, I know you will love this. So I I know you don't want to do it, but you're going to love it. So I'm going to sign you up for it anyway. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I guess arguably one of the best gifts, uh, you know, and it's nice when, when, when you and your spouse are kind of on the same page, you know, uh, about things if 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 one of you wants to be fit and the other doesn't difficult because of the food that gets in the house and and you know i, I there's i look at the gym and what we go to and there's not a lot of couples you know you'll see men but you don't meet their wives you'll see wives and you don't see them you know see their husbands but there's probably five to seven couples you know to get involved yeah. um and and I, that helps a marriage, in my opinion, you know, to, to, to both of you kind of be on the same page with things. I agree. Andy, I mean, your wife, heck, she's she's killing it when it comes to her sprint class. And uh, I forgot what the other one is called that she does. But uh, she and what you're doing is like because you work out there and she physically works there and helps other people. It's kind of this nice little world package that you have going on there. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough cool things about my wife. She is, and she's not here. She's not even looking at me now. I don't have a gun pointed at me or anything. Uh, she she's, she likes to help people. I, I mean, it, it is it is a story like no other. She went from never working out and three months later starting to head towards getting certified to become a, a fitness instructor. So, uh, and then now she's, she's certified in three classes, and she just she enjoys helping people. And, and the gym as a whole, not just the CrossFit side, but Forge, it, it, the, Forge is the, the whole gym. There's something about it, I guess, because it's a small owned business and it's a community. Uh, it's, it's in a community. It, I, I, the thing I hate the most about the gym is, you know, everybody always posts the resolutioners. Oh, it's the resolutioners. Oh, they're going to pack out the gym. If you see somebody in an unhealthy portion of their life, or in a healthy place in their life, and you're making fun of them because they're in the gym, that's the equivalent of seeing a homeless guy at a job fair. You know? Yeah. <laughs> those, are the, those are the people you go to, and those are the people that you encourage. You know, and that's the thing about our gym. You know, when I first came in that gym, yeah, I'd been in the gym, and I could lift, you know, meathead stuff. I could bench press and do bent over rows and, and squats and stuff like that. And there were there were there were people of all you know shapes and sizes in there that could outlift me. But everybody pulls for everybody else. The, the, and and CrossFit to me, and has always been this way. It's you versus you. Even though when we have little competitions and stuff like that, it's you versus you. And everybody else in the gym is encouraging you to outdo you. They don't really care what they do. You know what you what what they are doing is is. It's, they're just there to, you know, kind of, kind of their peers, even though they're not peers, even the coaches who lift like ridiculous amounts of weight, you know, they treat you like a peer yeah. in, in, in that gym and that environment. And that's really, really, really awesome to walk into an environment like that. And, and it is cool, you know, and 
and I I enjoy that the most. You know, I I like seeing I like seeing people that don't have it together. You know, it, it's okay. You know, it's it, it's real quick to go in there and say, hey, I don't have this, and everybody the first thing they say is, you'll get it. You know, and then they and you always hear the no crowd there was story. You know, a year ago I couldn't do this. And now look, and then and then five minutes before that, they were you know rocking out you know ring muscle up or something ridiculous, and they're like a year ago I couldn't do a push up, and you're like wow you know that that's that's there's a lot of cool stories behind those places. I agree. Yeah, that CrossFit community. I mean, I mean, I was I was in there, I was watching the end of it this morning with you guys trying to get Ashley to finish, and I mean, you guys were doing you had already finished your workout. And you were actually doing the exercises with her. You do. Randy's doing wall balls with her. Um, Sean was was uh, broad jumping with her. You know, <laughs> I was in the corner trying to catch my and, breath. <laughs> get, getting down, doing push ups with her. I mean, the 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 thing about CrossFit, the last person to finish gets the loudest cheers. You know, um, and I mean, literally doing the exercise with her to push her to finish. You know, I mean, that's awesome, and that's what it's about. It's a you know, it's a family atmosphere. The the camaraderie you know it's 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 nothing like it it's not for me it's not getting in there and killing yourself i, I honestly don't enjoy that part <laughs> i enjoy everything else i enjoy what it does for my body i enjoy how i feel afterwards i, I enjoy you know my things like that but the family uh the accountability the you know all that, that that's the best part of it for me well, I mean, I mean, here, here's everybody that's listening. Uh, this is going to a meathead gym. This is the most amazing thing ever. People re-rack their weights, and then when they're done re-racking their weights, they re-rack your weights for you. If you're done with a workout and you're smoked out making sweat angels in the in the corner of the gym, and if you've never seen a sweat angel, look it up. It happens a lot in CrossFit where you lay down and it's just a body print of sweat. You're there just trying to, you know, not die. And somebody goes and gets your barbell and starts cleaning up your weight. Or you left like a, a sweaty ab mat or something on the ground and somebody's over there wiping it down for you. I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of community it is. That people are re racking your weights for you because at that point in time you do not have the ability to do it yourself. You you're just focusing right. on things like breathing and not dying. <laughs> Well, that actually is one of the interesting things that definitely inspires me is that thinking about the CrossFit, you, you look, if when it comes to gender roles, men and women get to play at the same playing field. There is no difference. There might be some scale differences on weight, but really in the level of competing back and forth, they're at head-to-head working together. Is you know, If you go to a regular gym, you usually see women doing certain types of things, men doing a lot of the other things, and there's kind of a separation. Very rarely you would actually see a woman into doing lifting heavy weights, dumbbells and stuff, but an extreme level. When you get into the CrossFit, they're doing every single thing that the guys are doing and vice versa. And it's incredible that you sometimes you see these women outdoing us and just rocking. I'm like, oh, my God. But it, that's what's really inspiring is it doesn't matter which if you're a guy or a girl, you get to play in the same field and compete against each other in a sense, like not necessarily competing against with, but everybody's doing it all at once. And I think that's pretty cool. Agreed. I, this has been great. I mean, we kind of got an idea of what's. We did for the 17.2. I really enjoyed it. I'm excited to see what's coming up. And I just want a rower. Just, just you want to do a rower? Just put a rower. I just want a rower in there so I can actually I think be you're good at something get, for once. I think you're going to get your wish this week. Have Have they done a rower? Where, where are they going to be, running or rowing? 
Do they ever have a rower? I'm, da- the I'm down with both right now. I really am down with both. Uh, the, the, the rower the is only, my arch nemesis. And, and I, the only and reason I, they I, may not do the only reason they might do a rower is they might be concerned every gym doesn't have them. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Well, they better get a PVC a, pipe and some strength bands because yeah, I'm trying to get a rower in. <laughs> I mean, rowing's a staple of CrossFit, in my opinion. You know, so I used to hate that thing. I've I'm starting to learn to like. I got it. a feeling this week is heavy weights and and some running or rowing cardio. Looking back at the previous years, the third day, the third week is is some heavy weights and some cardio. Well, guys, this was uh, this was great. I'm really glad that both of you were able to come on. I had to figure out the times because Jason, you were doing golf. Andy, you were playing daddy, and uh, yeah, it's been kind of cool. I'm glad that we were able to put this together and have everybody on. Enjoyed it. Hey, man. Hey, pre- appreciate you having us, man. And uh, last but not least, I, I couldn't. Uh, there were several times I could have said it, but that's what she said. <laughs> well i did say it once but he just waxed over like it didn't happen no i i heard it awesome well, this has been my 15 minutes of fame so well if that was the case we've kind of failed on that already because we are 40 minutes long that's been a pretty long conversation god i can't talk wow. i can't believe i talked to you that long we should be can't done with either. the workout it's a good point it's a good point yeah. I, mean, I can, I can handle <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes is good 20 minutes, okay, we're getting there. 40 minutes, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Well, fellas, thanks a bunch. All right, brother. Have a good one. You too. All right, guys and girls, this is it for this episode. I hope you had a great time listening to us and kind of banter around. But if you happen to learn anything, awesome. If you didn't, hey, you know what? It was our personal experience of what we did on 17.2. We only have a few more weeks of this, and then we'll be back to our normal schedule of interviewing different people for types of adversities that we originally uh, tended to talk about. But I think that is it. If you happen to like our show, I'd love it if you give us a comment, uh, a star rating of what you think about it. You could do it on iTunes. Now how you get to it is go into mymuddyshoe.com forward slash iTunes. Seems simple enough. It'll take you right to the page. If you happen to be logged in onto your account, it'll let you give us a review, which I'll absolutely love it. If you take the time to do it, it means a lot to me. It also means that it'll help other people see the show because the more people that comment on the show, the more people start to find it. It's a really cool formula. It does work. I just need your help. It's definitely a tribe and any help you're willing to do, that is amazing. I also have uh, different types of things I post on our social accounts like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're on there, I absolutely love it. If you could take the time and follow me on those and say, hey, what's up? I'd love to hear from you. If you have a really cool story, let me know that too, because I might be able to bring you on and let you share to the listeners as well. But I think that is it. My name is Travis Stowe, your host of the Money Shoe Podcast. Stay tuned for 17.3 coming out next week. Take care, you guys. Bye.